0: A show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Regan Kelly, and I am joined this week by my full complement of co-hosts. Nate Heininger.
1: Lauren Ash.
0: And Shane Kelly. And uh, this is our final episode for the year 2020. And what a year it has been. Putting it to bed. We're here. We've done it. We made it. I
1: almost it. feel like we're celebrating too early, guys.
0: <laughs> yes. Hold uh, <we laughs> on. Listeners, we are recording a little early for this one and so it's it's not quite the end of the year yet. That's a good point. Uh, if if it if it comes to pass that, you know, even worse befalls us before the <laughs> the dropping of the ball, please forgive us our ignorance. <laughs>
2: so you're but uh, you're positing a world where we managed to record this episode. Something horrible has happened. Yet we still are able to get the episode released. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! I get these things out, man. Rainer, shine. Point. That's what I That's do. Reagan's. We are the Reagan's postal commitment. service of
1: podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: Reagan's commitment. Yep.
0: Monday mornings,
2: um, come hell or high water. <laughs>
1: bring it
0: on <laughs> but oh my
1: God. watch you post this on a tuesday just
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean occasionally i post on a tuesday or like last week a wednesday apologies for that but hey mostly mondays
2: i've been pretty You're very
1: reliable and thank we appreciate you. Get there. all you do for the show
2: thank you very much we get much. there we got there just like we're gonna finish these last nine days of this year yes indeed so
0: this week we are talking about the game of the year of 2020 Uh, So we've done a few different formats for our game of the year coverage or episode or whatever over the years. On some years, we've done a sort of elaborate thing where we all had like secret ballots and we tallied the results and unveiled things live on the show. And let me tell you, that was more work than it was worth. And I didn't think it made for that good a radio. So this week we tried. So this uh, time around, we've decided to simplify things a bit. We have just sort of made a list. Uh, We compared our lists We picked the game of the year. We each have some personal picks, and we're going to talk about them.
2: Yeah, this has been an interesting year for games. It's been an interesting year for us as a podcast, and it's been an Mm -hmm. interesting year for just the world.
0: Got a couple new babies on the podcast this year.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's good that we're simplifying a little bit, streamlining. I mean, I I know that our game of the year is the most hotly anticipated gaming journalism event of the year. So I hope that uh everyone is okay with it normally, we have like a second place so the second place winner you're not getting your trophy you're not getting your money third place sorry you're not getting the bathtub full <laughs> of chocolate that we normally send <laughs> uh so just first place you're gonna have to be content with it
0: <laughs> so uh should we jump straight into uh into our game of the year for
1: 2020 yes Let's do and it. I do anticipate that if you follow along with this podcast and you close your eyes and you remembered this game came out in 2020, that's the crucial part. That is You'd the crucial like, part. You'd be like, of course, the short game would pick this. But you have to remember this game did come out this year, even though it super doesn't feel like it.
0: Yeah, it super doesn't feel like it because our game of the year for 2020 is Kentucky Route Zero. So you may think, wait, that was a 2020 game? Yes, dear listener. Uh not only did the fifth and final But I act, googled it and it said the release date was 2013. <laughs> well, that's not quite right. Sir, with the interesting voice that sounds maybe like my brother. Uh there's uh so Kentucky Route 0 uh came out in its sort of final form in 2020 in January, which and we we covered the entire game in 2020. We, uh, when, just when the, uh, the fifth act of the game came out, um, we decided we'd never covered the previous acts. We just did a multi-part, multi-episode arc of the show covering each act of Kentucky route zero, uh, as well as some of its little, uh, side content. And I mean, I, I said this during our coverage at the beginning of the year, I, I, I am really uh I'm really surprised we never got around to it before this but I'm kind of glad we played it all at once. Uh it is a monumental staggering work of uh of genius game writing and and it's it's just such a wonderful wonderful game and uh it doesn't feel like 2020 because it came out before the pandemic and when when I think about 2020 I think, you know, 2020 is a is a pandemic haze for me but it's it, it does sort of still feel like a 2020 game be you know a game about uh people struggling in uh it's not a it's not a game about a plague but it's still a game about sort of the the intersection of people with uh mostly things like failures of government and failures of of capitalism and just sort of uh confronting their uh their world's sort of coming down around them and still finding ways to to you know be human and have community and what's more 2020 than that
1: Yeah I also think this is a paragon of all of the short game hosts being totally on their bullshit mm-hmm. um sometime in each of these episodes um unfortunately uh Nate was not on these but uh the other yeah, three sorry, v- co-hosts all had the That's chance right. to just go off on their own esoteric interests and mm-hmm. whether it was tiki mm. drinks or <laughs> um it was like infocom games or theater and set design we all got to just get real nerdy on it and it um i hope you enjoyed getting to know us better cuz we definitely liked <laughs> uh talking at you about it
2: <laughs> Absolutely To be fair we find reasons to talk about theater Set design and Reagan's tiki obsession all the time.
1: So, right, but when, yeah. it just it, was in, more, when there's literally just a, a play happening in the yeah. game, and there's just a tiki worked. bar in the game, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and there's an infocom cave in the game, like, how can we? Yeah, not? and I'll
2: just say real quick, even though I was not on those episodes, it was bad timing for me. Uh, obviously, this game is fantastic, and I did participate uh, as a listener and i've eventually played through a lot of the games so i was not on that episode i have less to say about it but uh full support behind this choice um even though i was not a part of the original record
1: yeah we didn't shanghai mm-hmm. nate
0: <laughs> i would i would say also like if you have if you're kind of on the fence about investing the time in this game first off you should know this is about a nine hour game maybe maybe eight if you're a fast reader um, which puts it very much in our wheelhouse, despite the fact that we spent uh, probably an equal amount of time discussing it on the podcast. And it's also thematically for this year, it, it does very much feel like a game for 2020 because we have we have a history on this podcast of making our game of the year a game of, a game that deals with themes of how debt and The systems we live in affect the interpersonal relationships that we have. I think back to Night in the Woods, which I think has a lot in common with Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, honestly, you don't get Night in the Woods without Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, it's very true. Um, And it's also just a, a straight up gorgeous game. So, you know, it hits a lot of notes that I think cemented its place at the top of the ballot for the short game this year, you know we we like these weirdo anti-capitalist experimental indie games. We also really like interactive fiction, and this is a game that uh, pays a lot of homage to kind of its origin story and the 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 the, the history of both this game genre as a as a monolith actually in the game as a literal monolith uh, within a within a dark cave and also to kind of the 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 history of America and the stories that are ongoing today that kind of push this story you know to the to the forefront so this is something i absolutely loved i am not a point and click adventure game fan so i was not the cheerleader for this game when we were trying to pick one And I'm so glad we spent so much time with it because it really, really rewards the time you spend. Yeah. And it rewards the time you spend like sitting with it and thinking about it and talking about it. I'm so glad that we did this on the show because I had people to talk about the game with as I was playing it. And, and, you know, that's why we do the show. That's why we do the show. (laughs) And
1: and I have multiple friends who were like, I played it alone. I listened to the episodes and it felt like I was like, and then I texted. Then people would text me randomly throughout the year, <laughs> just random comments on our episodes from my friends who <laughs> you know me. And I was like, "Well, glad you played it. Uh, That's awesome." Hi.
0: <laughs> I, I also think this is really interesting because, or uh, good as a pick here because this is a game that sort of like inscribes the whole arc of the games that we cover, right? Like, this is a a game that kind of began. I think Shane, did you say it was 2013? I always forget where where this game began releasing. Yep, January of 2013. Yeah, and and finished here in the beginning of 2020. And I think that first of all, that period of time basically encompasses the entirety of everything we've ever covered on the show, with a couple of outliers like Super Metroid. Uh, but it's it, it's been so influential over that entire time. It's a uh, it, it's a really absolutely like it's required reading for so many of the games that we are interested in as a podcast and that I like to play. I, it's just such a, such a really, really, re- it's so goddamn good.
1: <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. No, exactly. Like, it's
0: really fun, but it's also like really goddamn good and important. And funny. Yes. Yes. And 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 also not funny, you know. It it can find t- time to be funny, <laughs> and it can also find time to be really sad, or or to give you something to chew on. You know, it's it's just a brilliant game. I, I don't know how much longer we can sort of spin our wheels saying how brilliant Kentucky Route Zero was. Uh Kentucky Route Zero, you didn't need this from us, but congratulations, <laughs> you're the twenty twenty game of the year for the short game. Mm-hmm. You did it. You earned it. I have an anecdote that I will share just to wrap up on it. And and that is um, I, I, I wanted to find out what I might have missed in the game. And I did some Googling around. And um, so I, I did a Google search for uh, Kentucky Route Zero endings. And mm-hmm. the result, this is one of those Google suggestions Where Google suggests the question you might be looking for, which uh, in this case was Does Kentucky Route Zero have multiple endings? And you expand that little accordion and it tells you the creator uh, once told players that Kentucky Route Zero would have only one ending because it was a tragedy and every tragedy ends the same way. Perfect. I just love that. (laughs) That's that's, that's that's absolutely wonderful.
1: It's that like, it's pithy and it's a little pretentious. Excellent. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh,
0: Kentucky Route Zero. It's 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 brilliant, but it's a little pretentious. <laughs> but it's hey, still brilliant.
1: we love that here.
0: We do. We do. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it worthwhile. Yeah. In years past, we have always really hemmed and hawed trying to sort through all the games we've played, and we, we would do ranked voting. And this year, we simply could not be bothered. Uh, so <laughs> what we haven't done instead is we have each chosen the, 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 the video game that this year struck a chord deep within our meaty hearts. And so we each have brought for you a heart pick. <laughs> um, this is, they're not going to overlap with, none of them are Kentucky Route Zero because that one's off the table. But this is a, a year where a lot of us, myself included, we're looking back on the year and kind of, kind of had a hard time coming to a single choice because this has just been such a weird year. Like the whole world, including the release of all video games has been thrown into chaos. Um, if you're the sort of person who's out there making indie video games, I'm sure you had just as hard a year as anyone. The, the games that did come out this year though, we really treasure. And I think we all have some games that really hit a special note. For us, my absolute best game of the year, that was not our game of the year, was Streets of Rage 4. Ooh. This is a game that you should 100% play if you have any love in your heart for the long history of brawlers and beat-em-ups. This is a genre that has almost completely evaporated from like games as a whole, and so to have a sequel to one of my favorite ones of all time and to have it be so so good and to give me something to play online uh, th- th- with my bro like we we used yeah. to we used to marathon Streets of Rage uh, 2 in our bedroom like growing up and so being able to dive here into 4 this year and bring back these old characters, some of these old mechanics, and to have a game that just hits so perfectly and so hard, right, scratching that itch that has been itching for years of like wanting to play a really good beat-em-up, it it just absolutely blew me away. I keep playing it over and over again. I've now played through this entire game um, beginning to end five or more times. I don't know how many times I've played through it this year. Um, and I've, I've started just doing the like replays of the mode. That's like, uh, I don't remember what they call the mode, but you can, you could basically are putting in one quarter and playing till it runs out till you run out of lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm like, I'm really trying to get good enough at the game to beat it on one credit basically. So, uh, I, I this is a game I'm going to continue to play. It is, has basically never leaves the front page of my switch, um, I don't have that much to say about it beyond that, except that, like, the developers did such an amazing job honoring the history. They brought back uh, Yuzo Koshiro, who did the original soundtrack. Uh, There's a whole episode of me raving about this. Like, go back and listen to that episode Mm -hmm. if you want to hear me, like, break down into insane detail, like, one of my favorite levels. But my favorite level of this game changes a lot. Like, I, I, I continue... To find new little things about it. The developers have continued to go back and tune things about the game, like adjusting some of the character balance in these like minute ways that if you weren't as into it as me, you might not notice, but like really pay off in terms of the overall experience. Um, I honestly cannot wait. I know they're going to be doing some DLC for this this year. I cannot wait for that. I'm really hoping that they take this new character Estelle and make her playable. Oh, I hope so. Um, oh, she was so cool. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe they'll maybe we'll get Skate from <laughs> Streets of Rage hey. three oh, or two. Um, yes, maybe they'll bring back the uh, the kangaroo. Maybe he'll come out from behind the uh, the bar uh, Please. and, and we'll, we can play as that kangaroo again. But uh, yeah, absolutely must play. This is a game that should be on everyone's list. Um, it is it splits the line between a being a perfect party game and being like a game that you can really focus on and being a game that you can kind of play mindlessly and chill. So it, it's really
2: all of the above. It's a complete package. Yeah. So if, as we mentioned earlier, I wasn't on the, uh, uh, Kentucky route, route zero episode, So when I was thinking through like the games that we covered in 2020, that came out in 2020, like what's my game of the year and, a lot of me was leaning towards uh, this game. This mm-hmm. was, I would say, this is if it's not like the game of the year for us. Well, it wasn't. Uh, it's like the maybe the most fun game of the uh, that we did. You know, and we so needed
1: I, fun games.
2: Yes, I, I love this game. Oh yeah, yeah. If we
0: if we were the sort of people that did like categories like best action game yeah. or anything like that, this would be easily win, well, at least for me, it would easily win best action game of
2: the yeah, year. Yeah, I think so. It's and incredible. And probably, be- probably best soundtrack, too, which you already mentioned, Shane, but it is a killer soundtrack. I love this soundtrack.
0: Yeah, I want to mention one thing about it that I think is is really important here, and that's that uh, the... Uh, for, uh, first of all, cosign everything you guys said. I love this game so much. It was this perfect combination of talents between... um Lizard Cube, Lizard Cube did the, uh, incredible, uh, uh Dragon's Trap remake or Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap remake. If you missed out on that, by the way, it's, it's incredible, but they, they, they just bring this incredible, uh, skill at like really cool hand drawn sprite graphics and really tightly implemented, uh, like retro, uh, game engines and they they combine that with the expertise from guard crush games who were this sort of like weirdo in the wilderness developer who was out there pushing uh pushing the mechanical side of beat em ups forward in a totally thankless a uh, way building this, this, I forget the name of the game that they built before this. It's called like, it just really, it's just really not an attractive game. <laughs> it was, you know, not, not tied to an existing license and, and looked really bad, in my opinion. I hope I'm not offending too badly, but, um, like didn't, didn't have the sort of mass appeal that something that like looked as good as this and was tied to Streets of Rage had, but they were out there developing this system for like, how should a modern beat em up work in a way that Means you know something that that gives you more to do than just hold right and press uh, press punch, uh, and brings some of the sort of mechanical depth of fighting games into it the was a Streets genre. of Fury. Thank you, Streets of Fury. The Streets of Fury Streets of Fury plays amazingly. Looks not good in my opinion, and it was a it was a Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty uh, downloadable title that um, is also on PC and everything. But like. Uh, Bringing that incredible talent at like design and like mechanics uh, together with the incredible talents at Lizard Cube was just absolute alchemy. They came together perfectly here and they created something really, really special. I absolutely agree. I think it's unmissable. However, it is. I'm not entirely sure which game I have spent the most time with this year. Um, The most addicting game for the year. For me because I, I have to make two picks here. I'm sorry. Uh, is Rude. Grindstone? Grindstone is amazing, just came out on Switch, yeah. Oh, it did yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, I can like stop a- paying my Apple Arcade subscription. <laughs> right? You don't know how many people um,
1: <laughs> have said that exact sentence. <laughs> That's
0: yes. So funny. Okay. Uh, but it is. Oh, I have no way to move my save file, though. though. I have no way to move my save. I'm, I'm. I'm like. I'm like 85 levels deep in Grindstone.
1: That's the thing. Like I have completed Grindstone and on all the extra levels, so.
0: I guess you could get it on the Switch. Yeah, it's a great game. The only reason I haven't is that I I ended my Apple Arcade subscription for a while, so I didn't have access to it. I don't know. Maybe I'll just start again. It probably wouldn't take me that long. But um, for those of you who don't know what Grindstone is, Capybara Games first was on my radar for another puzzle game all the way back in 2007 um, that was called Critter Crunch. And Critter Crunch is sadly as far as I can tell, not available anywhere anymore. Um, but it was a, like a match three puzzle game with like a really cute, uh, fat furry mascot, um, and who was matching and eating bugs and that like the animation and stuff for this game were so, was so good. Like it was, um, it, it, I think there's a real through line from that game specifically to grindstone because it was a kind of gross, character-based matching <laughs> puzzle game and and that's what grindstone is grindstone um oh they have by the way done I, I think this is one of the developers that is a mark of quality for me um like super brothers sword and sorcery was theirs mm-hmm. we've done an super episode on time that. force which was amazing we did an that. episode on um, yep. and like they so they've got some they've got some really good games in their history um But Grindstone is a a kind of action puzzle adventure game that has you as this little blue swordsman uh, climbing this mountain, grinding for gems. I don't know if I will really get in. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast. We never did a full episode on it. We have a hard time doing that with puzzle games. You know, puzzle games are it's hard to do a full episode on a puzzle game, even if it's really, really good. But it is really, really good. Yeah, A, a, a really good mobile game is a, a game where, first off, I want to be able to play it with one hand. Second, I want every input that I want to give the game to, like, not to, say, to essentially be turn-based. I want to take my action. I don't want to have to be constantly staring at my screen. So first off, it hits both of those, being puzzle game. But it also has a really excellent set of progression mechanics um, with, like, crafting and shit stuff. You would never think you would want in a puzzle game, but it actually works here. And it has, um, this amazing matching, like path making mechanic that I've never seen in a puzzle game before. And on top of all of that, the art is absolutely hilarious. Like you, there's, there's two kinds of enemies. There are creeps and jerks. Um, and, uh, I will say, Uh, the, the creeps and the jerks both excellently designed. Um, one thing I will call out that I don't think we've ever mentioned on this podcast is, uh, they have added an ability to turn the blood all the way down. And this has allowed me to play this game in front of my three-year-old. Uh, because normally in this game, you are carving through the creeps and jerks, um and their organs and and gore are flying all over your screen. Yeah, normally it is it is charmingly yes. <laughs> over the toply disgusting <laughs> with the gore. The gore is really like part of the charm, but it is nice that they've given you the option to disable. I I remember mm-hmm. uh, they added an option to turn off uh, when you beat certain levels. There's that screen where you like beat Yay! up the yes. king and it just really Re- yes right the kings. You have to collect crowns from some of the king jerks. And um, in in doing so, you'd get to the end and you would uh, literally beat them up by tapping on them uh, until they would pop. And then a children's chorus would cheer. I felt terrible doing it every single time. (laughs) So, Reagan, there were a lot of people who had that same complaint. And the fact that they have added this slider to take the blood all the way down, there's actually now three levels. They, they 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 did a less gore version immediately, and then they later now have added one that, at least if you're playing it right now during the holidays, the... Creeps instead of dropping uh, gore, they drop Christmas candy, Aww, and the kings <laughs> instead of beating them up, you give them a kiss. So, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> yes, yes, it is excellent.
1: That's the kind of update. I love.
0: Yes, it's honestly this is the the support that they have shown long term for the game has been really excellent. Um, there's been a lot of additional content, a lot of rebalancing. They now have like daily challenges you can do. It is a truly excellent, well-supported game, and I hope they're in it for the long term because it's going to take me that long to beat all, however many levels. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned it. I'm glad that you brought it up uh, because it's it's great. It's it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
1: And I really, uh, as someone who mourns Dungeon Raid, uh, I have been very happy that something this polished and well done took its core mechanic. Uh, and and flew with it. Uh, this is light years more animation and gross and charm than Dungeon Raid ever was interested in doing. So the, <laughs> the mechanic was so good that bringing it forward into Grindstone makes me very happy.
2: Yeah, this game could have easily, or or rather, I think like you, a game like this would most often just be colored blocks or whatever and your goal is to Mm -hmm. move your center block through the correct path of colored blocks and instead they chose to create this insanely beautiful and interesting and and gross world that this game lives on and i hope that that inspires future puzzle makers because i assume most games start most puzzle games start with very simple you know, and then ends up being like that, so I, I really hope that more 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 puzzle games uh, do this
1: yeah. man we should have covered it in our Absolutely. gross games episode. We oh, didn't <laughs>
0: even think about that at the time I... you're right, yeah, oh well, I really, really wish I had a recording to play for you all of what my son will yell when I play the game, which is give me your candy, you creeps
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's
0: well i I have spilled my heart. Uh, those are the games that, that played my heart chords this year. Um, I am going to nominate Nate
2: to go next. So my game of the year, I think, uh, Laura, when you were talking about Kentucky Route Zero, how that was basically uh, the short game really being on its shit by picking that as our game of the year. And you're right. The other game, I think if Kentucky Route Zero, that if we if that hadn't come out in 2020 or we weren't picking that, the other game that we could have picked that would have us be saying that exact same thing is a game called Wide Ocean Big Jacket. Uh, yes. It is a wonderful game that I think accomplishes a lot of the things that we love on this show that you don't see in any other uh, – you, you just don't see a lot in games and you don't see outside of like this really interesting indie space. So it's uh, the thing that stands out to me about this game is it's one of the few that we covered this year that I sat down and played entirely in one session, end to end. And the the game tells its story in such an interesting way, and it sets an overall mood that I have like very visceral memories of playing through this game. I, I can remember exactly where I was sitting, exactly like kind of how I was how i felt playing the entire game and i just think that is such a accomplishment of a game like this it's like an hour and a half and it's a really cute uh and uh, uh just like infectious story that i think even if you don't relate entirely to it because I, I i think i talked about it in the episode like i didn't necessarily relate to the characters but even if you don't you just feel for them and you and you know that the it 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 is expressing like real feelings that people have had. So I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it also had birds in it, which is just... I mean, it, it's it got bird watching in it. That's our thing, right? That's the other short game thing. We're looking <laughs> for bird games. It
1: so, didn't only have birds. It had mean teens.
2: Oh yeah, cool. oh, yeah. And even better, as we thought, they started as spooky teens, and then they became mean teens, which is really also a big short game trend that we're just tracking heavily. So... uh. Yeah, it was a wonderful game. Um I think it is very much like what we talk about when we talk about the indie indie game space and, and narrative games and games that try things that you wouldn't have seen in gaming, you know, until relatively recently. I loved it. It's such such
0: a really great game. I want to see this show cover more games that hit this note, which is uh, beautiful games about things that are kind of low stress and low stakes that you can finish in a single sitting
1: oh it's so Th- that
0: is mm, that's a that's a game I feel like that needs to be a whole genre of of games yes more like this please
1: yes, it is delicate and beautiful and also very funny
0: very yes. very funny it's really very it's one funny. of the funniest games, maybe the funniest game we covered this year i Ah, we'll come back to it, ladies and gentlemen. We've got oh, other things. Well, well, maybe we should just talk about it now. But I think we. I think we should do it yes, now. Go I think. for it now. We got to talk about uh, our. We have a, a rich tradition on this show. Uh, how many years have we done this, Laura?
1: Uh, we have done it. So we've done uh, Night in the Woods, Donut County, Goose Game. So we've done it at least three years. Yes. So this is our, this our fourth, fourth, fourth. I have to say.
0: That is a vaunted hall of all star <laughs> games. Yes. yes. So, what we were, what so I was just going to say. What we, could we be talking about? What could we be talking about? We were talking about the most illustrious award the short game has to give, and that is the Dirt Bag of the Year award. The Dirt Bag of the Year this year goes to Mord from Wide Ocean Big Jacket. Mord, <laughs> we salute you.
1: Mord, you would not pee in the toilet, you had to find a bush. <laughs> and it took you about 15 minutes of the one and a half hour game. And for that, we salute you.
2: What a dirt bag. Yeah, there Henceforth, was. you shall be known as Lord Mord. <laughs> uh, we love There her. are games that will spend 10 hours trying to tell as dense a story or, or as emotional <laughs> as a story as uh, this game accomplishes in one and a half hours. Uh, and that includes the depth and breadth of Mord's dirt bagness. Yes.
1: Oh gosh! And the first human dirt bag of the year.
0: That's is it really? Point. Oh my god! You're right. Oh man! Because the first one and thus was far
1: only awarded dirt bag of the year to animal protagonists. Yeah,
0: I was thinking of uh, I, you know it's funny. I don't think of uh, of May uh, as uh, a animal protagonist, but of course she
2: is. Yeah. She's a cat um and then we had our... Cat, a
1: raccoon a goose and a 13 year old girl Yes, you know
2: what that is those are all that's exactly right though right like when you look around and you think about the world like what are dirt bags cats and i love cats but they're dirt bags mm. they're dirt bags geese geese raccoons Definitely. dirt bags 13 year old girls mm. oh it's yeah ever that's exactly that's that's uh yeah games are the,
0: there it. is an absolutely hilarious conversation in this game where Mord. Asks her aunt, "Is sex cool?" And- <laughs> her, her boyfriend's aunt. That's right. Yeah. Oh.
1: Oh no. The, no, no her, her boyfriend's. It's her. Uh, her boyfriend's yeah, brother's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> is sex cool?
0: I forget the exact relationships there. It was a little tortured, but uh, yeah. Wow. It's so good. It's a classic. Yeah. Incredible writing, um, beautiful, beautiful design. Uh, it was. It, it, it's definitely one to
2: one to check out. So Reagan, why don't you go next?
0: Okay, uh, I don't think this will be a huge surprise to anybody on this podcast. But w- you know, my my head said Kentucky Route Zero was the game of 2020, but my heart said that it was Blaseball, uh, <laughs> and I course. don't Ball is. The most incredible gaming experience I had in 2020, bar none. Um, you know, we we talked about Blaseball on the episode, um, but in case you missed that, and I won't I won't recap everything here. Uh, Blaseball is an incredible online experience that uh, we all sort of collectively had together in 2020. And I I am looking so forward to it continuing in 2021. It's sort of on hiatus or siesta right now, and I miss it in my life. But um, it's just really, it was just such an incredible experience. You start with this incredibly basic bare bones uh, baseball simulator and uh, by making some really clever choices, the developers enabled or or uh, or promoted or helped create this incredible fan experience that was part of the larger game. So the the experience of like learning about the various players, picking a team, and maybe chatting with other people about your team, chatting with other people about the games as they were being played in real time, live in your web browser. Uh, Your favorite player getting incinerated or traded to another team or uh, being shelled inside of a peanut and all of the feelings that happened along the way about that. All of the all of the ships and all of the fan fiction and all of the chants and cheers and art and uh, and merch and all. All of the stuff that went along with the experience of participating in the cultural event of Blaseball this year kind of added up for me to being an experience that I – I am so glad that I had. I I'm I still think about Blaseball constantly. I'm I'm working on a, a a Blaseball jacket, collecting patches that speak something about Blaseball to me, and and adding them to it. And I'm I it, I, I I'm not spending as much time thinking about and participating in Blaseball while it's on hiatus, but it it is even now ongoing. If you want to participate in it, there's there's people in there, kind of making Blaseball happen in the Discord and on Twitter, even right now.
1: I mean, even during the siesta, they had a, a enormous trial, and they had an entire uh, coffee cup league. I mean, Ball hijacked my brain for much of the fall, and for that, I must thank it because yes. I needed something else to think about. Um, I think I talked about Blaseball so much on Twitter that my uh, older brother, who is a normal person – tried to sign up for it and was like, I'm confused, Laura, where is the game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I had to disappoint him because that was all he could see and he didn't understand. And he also was like, why are there five bases? And I was like, this is not (laughs) for you. Um, Long story. (coughs) But I'm really excited in 2021 that this siesta they're taking is partly to... Um, make it so that you didn't have to follow along for six weeks to understand what the hell is happening. That they're going to try to make it easier for new players to hop on and and understand what's happening without losing like the cool, um, insider like lore factor. I, I think that that's a huge um you know boon to the team. Like I hope the siesta not only is going to make everybody make it sustainable, um, and but also like there's a lot of um i guess content to learn there's a lot of um knowledge it's like you have it's like everyone is right now has a phd and we have a bunch of elementary school students wandering in the door who are just completely lost <laughs> and it shouldn't require a phd yeah and
0: i, I felt that way too like i um I, I really can't wait to see where this game goes in 2020 or excuse me 2021 um because even I, as a, I would consider myself like a pretty serious baseball fan, um, started finding towards the end of the year, uh, mostly during the siesta that like when the siesta rolled around and I wasn't like nose to my browser watching games, uh, I, I lost out on some stuff. I didn't really follow along with what was happening with the trial, for example. And I was out of the loop, uh, when it, when it, concluded and I was like seeing these, you know, interesting references and stuff to it, but started all with within a couple of weeks of no longer being like absolutely like head down in the discord for Blaseball. I suddenly felt like I was a bit of an outsider. So like it, it's definitely got this like risk where like it's a uh, it, it requires a lot of you in order to really stay in it. I'm hoping that they find yeah. ways to help bring people along more.
1: The good thing about it is it's the stuff that has happened in this off season definitely is optional and yeah. people are making jokes about it now but it's not canon it's not important so right right I, it was I just more like, like i was
0: it's not so much i was like concerned that I'll, i would be like left behind when blaze ball starts up again it's more that like i wanted to know what people were talking about and there's yeah. no really like there's great explainers about blaze ball uh that people like Cat uh, wrote and, you know, we had her on the show and you can check out her, her sub stack for those. But like it, once you're behind, it's, it's a bit of work to catch up. Um, and mm-hmm. can be hard to figure out like where that information that you want is to understand the references that people are making or the jokes that people are making. So, um, yeah it's
1: exciting to find out where they go with that. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. a, uh, you know, Chicago firefighters diehard fan. Um, We've finally got the, the one outcome of the trial, I will say, is we have officially changed our motto from we're from Chicago to we are from Chicago.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a huge it's, improvement. It's, a great, huge it's improvement. a great motto. Huge improvement. Uh, Love it. I, I will say, so I, I only stuck with baseball for a, a, a few weeks uh, for some of the reasons that uh, you guys already spoke about. But I will say what I really appreciate uh, baseball for, is adding just a really strange element into the fever dream that has become 2020 for me. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, the pandemic, we got into all sorts of stuff. For a few weeks, I followed a fake internet baseball team. Uh, they're called the Yellowstone Magic. They were mostly animals. <laughs> uh, they were never really good. Um, it was, I, I, I can't even begin to explain it, but that's the thing I did. And I really cared about it for for several weeks of 2020. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, I did so. get
1: into a very big debate over whether Baby Ehrlichker was an actual baby, like what age baby Baby Erlicker was. <laughs> Could she crawl? Could the, she the toddle? People,
2: the people need to know.
0: Yeah,
1: but we we had to pin this down.
0: Man, the yeah. the saga, the like absolute drama of following York Silks career through all of uh, of 2020. <laughs> it it's it was too much, man. It was just there. It, oh man. Like the and and looking back on it, it is it is a bit of a fever dream, but it was it's a it's a really, really interesting fever dream that I am really looking forward to yeah. getting back into in twenty twenty one when they cool. open it back Man, up. It cool felt idea. so
1: good to feel that intensely about something that mattered not at all.
2: <laughs>
1: After a year of having to care intensely about so many things that mattered so much internet nonsense was such a joy and what's so
0: important about it for me was that like it was such a communal experience like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like caring about nonsense like for me often caring about nonsense means caring caring very deeply about something that i can barely discuss with other human beings because it's
2: just it's just (laughs) camera camera pans to reagan's tower of crts that's like (laughs) three feet to the left of him right now
0: yeah man um But like hey, listen to uh listen to the uh, my episode of uh, uh the enthusiast, enthusiast. Yeah. if you
2: want yeah. more on that topic, but uh, balancing neatly atop it is a tiki drink oh Just, man that this is my cut co- this is my tower
0: it's my it's tower my tower of id um it, it's <laughs> it, it, but this was this was a communal thing in that like I felt like I was participating with a bunch of other people in and it's such a wonderful experience like it it would I know a lot of people get this out of various fandoms. You know, I, I can be a big, big fan of something and still not usually not have the experience of like participating in a, like a real time random rabid fandom. I don't go on uh discord servers for the TV shows I like, or the video games I enjoy and talk with random strangers about our, you know, our feelings about the latest thing that happened or about the, uh, uh, yeah, speculating on things that might happen in the future or what have you, or, or sort of collaboratively inventing lore as we go. Like that's not an experience I have with the other things I'm a fan of, but I did with this yeah. and it was a, it was a magical thing to be able to participate in.
2: Well, fandom usually doesn't get to actually impact the thing that they are fans of. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I kind of called
0: blaze ball cause I wanted to, I wanted to prattle on about it, but Laura, what is your, personal pick
1: so i wanted to take both of my hands and lift up signs of the sojourner because i feel like it has gotten critically underappreciated this year and i think it's because it is very hard to explain Mm. (laughs) but uh bear with me because this game blends uh kind of all of my through lines it's got a language element. It's got a mechanic that is meaningful to both the story and is fun to play. And it's got kind of a mechanic that relates to a lesson in life. So without all said, I'm going to try to explain what the game is very quickly. Um, so you're a trader and you're going around a map uh, in your region, uh, taking over for your uh, mother who's passed away and you're going on her route to stock the store back home. And, the mechanic is that you are deck building as you go, and you have conversations with people where you try to match the patterns on their cards, um, trying to match to have links with them to make connections, literally. So you have better conversations. They're going to trade you their items. You have a better you know, business deal. But what makes this game super memorable, pretty hard, and uh, you know really smart is that at the end of every round or conversation, you must choose to gain a card learning from your experience and discard an old card from the deck. So you are moving further away from home where there might be more interesting routes, more interesting things to find. You're getting exposure to new symbols on the cards, new people, better snacks. But the further away you go, the harder it is to have conversations when you come back home. So this is a game that incentivizes you to travel further and further away and to take on experiences that change you, that I played in a year where I wasn't doing anything really different. And it made me think about all the things I had done that had brought me to this moment. I am a terrible person at reflecting. I hate it. I hate reflecting so much. I really hate it. I like. It's hard even for me to make a game of the year list. So... Playing a game where the mechanic is about changing yourself, Um, going further away from home, becoming a different person. I know it's supposed to be about just travel changing you, but I was applying it much more broadly. Um, I think the mechanic is brilliant and unlike anything I've ever seen before. Not only that, um, you get a dog. That matches with everything. So you can always have a conversation with your dog, and it's always just going to, like, stamp it's puppy print and match every single conversation. So your dog will love you no matter what, even if you cannot have conversations with your friend Elias at home anymore. It's such
0: a great game. I I can't recommend it enough to people. Like, we did a whole episode on it, and it was part of that great big uh, racial justice bundle, which means that for probably most of our listeners, you probably already have it. Um, and, but that, it, you know, for the folks who did get it in that bundle, it was one of the things that just sort of like dropped in this mass of of games. You very easily might've overlooked it. We obviously did a whole episode on it, but like, if you missed that episode or if you missed this game, this is one to go back to. Um, it's on the Switch yeah. as well, I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's such a unique game. Laura laid it out pretty well, but it, it what I think was just astonishing about it was how it... it systematized, like having conversations. What, what, what made me nervous about it going in was that it's, you know, it's, it's a deck building game. And some, sometimes that feels like too crunchy of a thing to represent something like conversations. Um, and it sounded at first, like it was going to be something that would end up being frustrating, but it's deck building in a sense, but it's, it's so breezy mechanically, um, in a way that feels like just sort of managing a conversation. Um, it's, it's really an ingenious mechanic and beautiful art and, you know, interesting story with lots of interesting branches. I, I can't recommend it enough.
1: Yeah. Something that's really stuck with me as well is there's a concept of collecting fatigue cards as you go, the further on you get the more fatigue, like you get a fatigue card added to your deck and they don't match with anything. Like you were just completely dead in the water. And I sometimes, uh, in the last, you know, couple months since i've played it i've had conversations with people and i have mentally just been like calm down take a breath like you're just playing fatigue cards right now (laughs) like you are just shot like you need to take a break and honestly like i like to think of myself as reasonably emotionally competent but like it's even given like another set of vocabulary for myself to think about the way i act with other people um if you like Heaven's Vault, it's another way to think about language.
0: Man, Heaven's Vault—that's another great game. That's not a 2020 yeah, that game. That was game not game allowed ruled, cause it's not short.
1: <laughs> it's also not short, so it was illegal. <laughs> yeah.
0: Speaking of games that are not short or otherwise illegal, uh, we had a few other things that we wanted to talk about on this episode that didn't fall into our personal picks or otherwise our you know fit our rules. You know, um, illegal, <laughs> illegal games. <laughs>
2: Um never the right word yeah.
0: first thing i thought we we might take a second to talk about would be like what are the best things that we've covered this year that we that d- weren't 2020 games this happens to us all the time where we play
1: half of our cat half of our episodes yeah yeah
0: we're yeah. not a podcast that's always like up to date or is always trying to be uh you know cover the very latest or greatest thing we often cover games sometimes months or even years after they come out and uh so there were a couple games that felt like they should be part of the uh, 2020 game of the year conversation, even though they are actually 2019 games.
2: Yeah. I I like to think of them that they're like games because most of them are recent. Uh, if we had managed our schedules and we were, or maybe we were just aware of them. Uh, if we had played them the year, that we cannot, were better likely... podcasters, <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't even aim. We don't aim to be, you know, right. Uh, that current right but uh so it does make our 2020 like our game of the year a little tricky when like half of our episodes were from previous years but i think some of the games that we usually talk about in this segment are like if we had covered them the year they came out they probably would have been in our game of the year discussion for that year and so the the game that i really wanted to talk about in this section is katana zero which has stuck with me in a lot of different ways and is probably the most impactful game from the show that I played this year, which is surprising uh, because I had a lot of mixed emotions about this game when we played it and when we covered it. Uh, but now, you know, months later, I still think about this game and, and how much I actually enjoyed it. Plus, it has a fantastic soundtrack that I listened to so much in 2020 that it absolutely ruined my Spotify end of year uh, huh. like wrap up thing that they mm-hmm. s- they said. Uh, so much so, my number one artist from 2020 was the deeply unsatisfying various artists,
0: <laughs> which is the
2: <laughs> which is the f- is the first artist on the first. And a couple tracks of the Katana Zero soundtrack. So, like, my entire top of my list was all the the people who supported that album. So, uh, but no regrets. It was fantastic. Uh, the The gameplay stuck with me. It's a it's a wonderful game to play. The story is, it's out there. It's over the top. Uh, you know, we talk a lot in the episode about how much this game goes for it, and it does it lands in a lot of ways it is deeply com- confusing and uh strange uh in a lot of ways and i think it's that that total package the choices that they made and it and tried to pull off with the story plus the the fun the really fun gameplay and the fantastic soundtrack makes it it's i think it was my favorite game we covered this year if not it's the game that i that is like stuck with me the most and i think that says a lot about it
0: that game does rule, man. It really does. I, I find myself coming back to that exact same game. Um, and it just mechanically is such a satisfying game. Like, I, I just have yeah. not much else to say. But it, I, I, when I went back to it, I was like, I was com- being drawn back to it by really just wanting to play around with those mechanics again and swing my swords. But um, I fired it up again. I was like, oh, yeah, this game actually has a really dope story.
2: Yeah, dope is a word for it. Uh, There's a lot of there's a lot of words you could use to describe the story. And I think you just got to play it and like, go for it and then send us your like five page report on what you think the story is doing and trying to do. Because uh, I still don't know, but it's it's <laughs> awesome. Only <laughs> well, I wanted to mention one other game that came out
0: in October of 2019, which, as far as I'm concerned, basically makes it a 2020 game, and we certainly covered it in 2020. And that was Killer Queen Black. Uh, so we did a whole episode on Killer Queen Black, and we also got together as a podcast and played some four player. It's a it's an online competitive game where teams of four face off with each other and that made it perfect for us. And we had a real blast playing Killer Queen Black. If you aren't familiar with Killer Queen Black, it is a uh, it's an online multiplayer sort of arcade platformer that's played competitively between teams and uh, it has uh, some really clever design decisions. It's based on an arcade game just called killer queen, uh, that is only playable with teams, uh, two teams of five on a massive 10 player arcade cabinet. Um, killer queen black brings that experience home. It's on switch. It's on steam. I think it might be on other consoles as well. I, I forget. Um, and it is awesome. And I really want to play more of it. And, uh, I, I wanted to call it out because it's just it's just so good and it's on sale all the time. You should pick it up and let us know if you want to play it with us because
2: we should yeah. we should do more of that. Man, that game was yeah that is that was such a fun evening and I will <laughs> always remember and and it makes me laugh. I uh, so n- most of us had never played this game before when we all got yeah. together to play. Reagan had played uh, live some. Uh, but I think some of you had played live, but, but most of us had never played and it'd been my very first time ever even opening the game was playing with the, with the three of you. And we get into the online, uh, online match and we win a couple of matches. We win <laughs> like three out of five. And Reagan says, Hey, maybe we should get into ranked <laughs> after r- right, riding, riding a, a wave of just of success and winning and then cut to like, Two hours later and we have not entered into ranked. We are still in this random unranked and we are losing like ninety-nine. It was even of worse than that. At the
0: beginning we were like we were like feeling like hot shit. We were talking to each other we like were- Hey, yes, maybe amazing. we're really good at this.
2: Maybe we're good at this game. Maybe we're yeah, just natural we're prodigies. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm throwing we Reagan. I, I know I'm like, throwing we Reagan out, here. we have great but,
1: communication
2: skills. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm throwing Reagan out here, but it, it was all of us. <laughs> we were like, "Hell yeah, we we got this. This is awesome." Turns out
0: we're the we, best we're, in the world at Killer Queen. Who,
2: who would have known? Having never played and no practice, you know, we we just come out of the box, just one of the best teams in the world. What I mean. Clearly, you know what? We well, weren't well, that well,
1: bad. That said, Shane was a savant at being queen. Yeah, Shane was, Shane a great queen. was yeah. excellent yeah. at being queen.
2: Yeah, That's our right. queen. Thank you. Yeah, that game is so uh, fun. Now
1: and forever. Uh, it was fun.
0: Yeah, great, yeah. great online. Probably the best online multiplayer thing that we've played for this show. At least, you know, m- maybe excluding like if we're counting Streets of Rage 4 uh, as an online multiplayer, because Shane and I played that primarily in online multiplayer. But
2: man. I- what a game! I mean, we do so. We do so few. Just straight up. This isn't. like, A lot of the games we're covering that are multiplayer. You have That's an optional mode. Like, it's yeah. an option. This. is, like all you. You can only do this. Other than I guess if you just want to play with bots, uh, which also smoked us. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you. You know this is a required online game. I, I can only think of like Towerfall and things like from way back that we've done that are, uh, straight up.
0: Yeah, maybe keep talking and nobody
2: games. explodes.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, we too. don't do a lot of like straight up multiplayer games, great. just because of the way this yeah. show is sort of works. But yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it was really special. So, um, I can't recommend that game enough. I keep seeing it go on sale. You should pick it up if you see it. It's, yeah, it's awesome.
2: And get in our Discord and get into this game and let's do another. Uh, yeah, I would be killer willing killer to make night. this
0: like a regular uh, repeating thing. We've said this before, and it just hasn't materialized. Uh, that's probably on us. Uh, but if you're interested, yeah. let us know because we want to make that happen. I also thought it might be fun for us to spend a minute talking about other game experiences we had in 2020 that'll be memorable. You know, 2020 is a game is a year where you know a lot was different, and um, you know, I had a, a new baby, and I guess you may have heard there was a pandemic on and. It's been a complicated and weird year, but there have been some really memorable video game experiences that aren't necessarily tied directly to this podcast or to new game releases in twenty twenty um Anybody want to talk about any of your most memorable gaming experiences of this weird year?
2: yeah, I have a couple um I've talked about it on the show a little bit uh but uh, because of the pandemic uh me and my friends went you know we all became. Very much online only friends, and that led to us doing a whole host of different online games. Uh, this year, my friends and I played a ton of Settlers of Catan online, Carcassonne online, Among Us, as everyone is. I played a lot of chess, I played a lot of Scrabble, I played a lot of um poker. I talked about that for a while. That's been a weekly thing, literally, since like the second week. Of March. So, just games, the concept of games has allowed me and my friends to stay very, very close. And it has been also a ton of fun. And I've even connected with some people that I was not very close with before the pandemic through uh, our weekly poker game or through our weekly Among Us games. And it's just like, I I wish that we weren't (laughs) in a pandemic. And I wish that I was able to hang out with my friends in real life. Uh, and do the things that we were used to, but it, it has also it has been fun getting into all of these you know crazy online games over the past uh, nine months and playing those. So that has been a a nice thing out of this. The other thing that um, stands out to me uh, whenever I also had a new uh, a, another child this year, a baby born in uh, September and so uh, you know get some time off work. And got some – and the way Molly and I sort of balance our schedules, it has me staying up really, really late with a baby and then – which basically leads me having a lot more gaming time. And so I was like, I'm finally going to pick up one of these like longer games that everyone talks to me about. Everyone says they're great, but I almost never play them. I I haven't beaten like a 20-plus hour game in like four years. Uh, (laughs) And so I I was like, I'm going to do one. And I finally picked – Hollow Knight, good. It, it just ever everything, all all that I know about games and all that I've like shared of what I care about games, uh, led me to think like Hollow Knight was made exactly for me, uh, and I loved it. Of course, I did. It was it was like everything was pointing to me loving it, and so uh, I I played through it. I ended up with like a ninety three percent completion on it which I never do in games too, but I just like loved this game so much uh, that I wanted to fight all the bosses. I wanted to win. I wanted to beat as much of it as I could without all the like grindy collectible stuff, but I wanted to like see all of the game that existed and I did. And uh, yeah, I loved it. I absolutely love that game and I was sad to put it down. And the only thing that made me break it, my like just wanting to live in that world was Hades which is another game from this year that's been great but we just covered it so I won't go into it. But anyway, that is I think I will I'm going to have this weird tie of like the birth of of our daughter and Hollow Knight uh which is very funny to me.
0: That's very funny cuz I had a, a kind of a weirdly have, similar experience, you know, I I uh, my son was born in 2020 and uh that led to me taking a little bit of time away from the podcast and uh had some gaming time that I didn't otherwise have wouldn't have otherwise had and i for some reason i just gravitated to so the the game that i played most during that time was uh not a game that i started in 2020 and even today it is not a game that i have finished in 2020 this is something that i do a lot with these types of games but it was persona 3 uh or the the uh, persona 3 fes or FES, the the uh the ps2 like the like updated version for the PS2 of that game. And I I've always really loved the persona series. I don't get to talk about it very much in many places because that's not, it's like the opposite of what we cover on this show. And persona three is a game that I had been slowly playing through on real hardware on an actual PS2 for, uh, for a long time. And uh, I, you know, during this time I I found a way to move my save file over to an emulator, which made it uh, a little easier for me to kind of fit into those, those, uh, those times. But, um, the persona series is, is a game series that like, I can just always stop playing and come back to months or even years later and pick up exactly where I left off because it's just, it, it's just the kind of RPG that like fits so perfectly with the way my brain understands RPGs. And there's, there's many things I could say about it, but like one of my best gaming experiences this year has been returning to a save file from persona three that was Easily over a year old, and playing a lot of it, many, many, many hours of it, and I still haven't beaten that freaking game. But it was great. So, um, I, and I, I can't say I even recommend it,
2: but it was a, it was a very twenty twenty uh, experience. <laughs> Ringing endorsement there at the end. Uh, I've never played the Persona games, but you make me want to rule. They're really and great. eventually someday. Yeah,
1: for me, I, I couldn't take on a new game, really. I couldn't find any love this year. I, I went back to an old one, Breath of the Wild. We got ah, the DLC. There you go. And yes. I had not really played much of the DLC, but just having the map of where I had been and being able to see places I hadn't gone and kind of explore new areas. Um, I had taken a week of vacation That then during that week of vacation, we quarantined, went to my husband's parents' house and then a turn- like a hurricane hit, so we lost power. <laughs> Jeez. So, like, it was... But, like, for two days before we lost power, I was just playing this on the Switch and then we lost power for four days and I felt like I probably should not um, use the Switch with the external <laughs> the- battery. Like, I should probably use... Get like- the hand
2: crank generator out. I, got- yeah. I just gotta get but- this last shrine.
1: But uh, I-, I think I'm gonna have no more memorable... Uh, experience than that yeah. like this is gonna be all I do this week and then the power going.
2: Yeah. Out. That's <laughs> it huge. felt
1: very 2020.
2: That's Aww. awesome. I, I think Breath of the Wild is gonna be that game for everyone for a very long time too. Like I just need a place to go and play and and, and go back to Breath of the Wild for sure.
1: And uh apparently Stardew Valley had a huge content update yesterday. So see you guys in twenty twenty. <laughs> no, Laura, no <laughs> I got to smooch them all.
2: Oh,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, they said there's like hundreds of new items. Uh, I know, guys. And there's another There's island. a new kind of farm. I... There's a beach farm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, when I say bye, I mean bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Well, guys, that's 2020. We made it. <laughs> we survived. So far. It So far. Knock on wood. Once again, listeners, once again, if you know anything that we don't. <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's been one 2020 but uh thank you for sticking with us in 2020 and uh, and beyond you this podcast has been one of the things that kept me going in 2020 having a reliable chat with friends about the games that i'm enjoying is always yeah. a delight but it's meant more than ever uh in 2020 so uh thank you laura thank you nate thank you shane for joining me on the podcast in 2020 it's meant a lot to me this year absolutely yeah ditto feel the same way and uh listeners thank you too for joining us in this podcast on 2020 and here's the bit where I, I turn that heartfelt m- moment into a crass commercialism <laughs> uh, request for your funds. If you feel the give. same way, if you feel that same <laughs> love, listener, then you should give us money to join <laughs> our Discord. The
2: really high bar for our Patreon. I know, <laughs> I know. A you, dollar only a if you if you love us like your best friends.
0: Yes. Join our Discord then then join us uh you can find this show on the internet at www.theshortgame.net where you'll find our contact form which is a great way to let us know that you love us and then you can also find our patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash the short game another way to let us know that you love us and you can find us all on twitter at underscore short game share the love there and uh you can find me on on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R A Y G A N K. Uh, and of course, you love me, uh, Laura. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Laura Jane Ash.
0: Nate, where can people find you? On Twitter at Nate STL. And Shane, where can people find you? Over on the Twitter at Eight Bit Shane. And listeners, happy New Year! <laughs>
2: what an ending! Yay. What an ending! If old acquaintance be, be forgot, forgot
0: and never brought, brought to, mind. to mind. If old acquaintance <laughs> be <laughs> forgot and something
2: old lang for
0: all <laughs> lang <Lang-Zine, laughs> my same. dear. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. For <laughs> <Yeah>. old <laughs>
0: lang syne. <laughs> Let's drink a cup of I'll
1: something, take a cup dear. Of kindness, yet <laughs> uh, for days of old lang syne I, old Why am I not again? I know you're you're, you're
2: you're serving a more important role at this point. <laughs> <laughs>